Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official Untapped podcast. Your weekly look into what's happening in the Untapped community and the world of beer. So this episode is brought to you by Untapped and the Untapped store. Use the coupon code PODCAST to get 20% off your next purchase. The coupon code podcaststore.untapped.com. And remember to like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you usually like and subscribe to podcasts so we can tell you where to find the antidote. Come with me if you want to live. Now, much like the famed James Cameron movies that remind us not to give too much power to our Google Lexas, we had a hard time finding Bach beers for this episode. And I'm also quite aware that Bach beers are not the main plot line of Terminator 2. Um, <laughs> but are you aware that Arbor Brewing up in Ypsilanti, Ypsilanti, Ypsilanti in Michigan made a Terminator double Bach beer that would have just been perfect for this badge? So aside from not being able to get that beer, we've got a great Bach lined up for this show. And I know Harrison's excited about it. We're going to cover how to earn the I'll be Bach badge on untapped. You can bet your favorite pint glass that Harrison's going to try and sell you on Bach beers being some of the best suds you can find. If you can find them this time of year, it is the year of the lager and Bach is just like an angry lager. So don't hasta la vista yet. Get to the chapa and pour a beer while Harrison gives us the details on Untaps. I'll be Bach. Oh, so many memories. Thank you for that, John. Uh, we'll get to the kindergarten cop quotes later. But first, let's talk about this badge. All right. So today we are going to be... Chipping away at the uh, the Albi Bach badge. And how do you earn it? You check into any beer with the style of Bach. And so obviously that's kind of like an umbrella of other styles, including beers like a Heller Bach, a Hellas Bach, a Mai Bach, Pale Bach, an Ice Bach, and today's beer, a Doppelbach, just to, uh, to name a few. The tagline, once you've had just one, there's no doubt you'll be saying, I'll be Bach for another. Loving, loving this. Loving all the puns. Um, yes. More Terminators, please. That's right. And as a note, um, National Beer Bach Day it is celebrated on the 20th of March every year here in the States. This style, of course, originated uh, from Germany. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Bachs today, but kind of. Long story short, it's like a stronger lager, and, and there are tons of variants, but usually stronger than, uh, you know, a Hellas, a, a Munich, a Premium, what, you know, something you may see every day. Um, and ours today is definitely, uh, definitely is stronger. Speaking of stronger, the beer we're about to drink has an amazing name. But before uh, we get there, I want to ask one quick clarifying question. If, if we can ever get really black and white on something, Harrison, as the year of the lager, is it true or false? All box are lagers. We live in a, a day and age where this is, a, <laughs> you'd think it'd be an easy answer. Yes, they are. But then I'm sure someone will brew some like double IPA. They call a box. They lager. And 
and then it's a Bach now. I, uh, yes, it should. Yes, all Bach beers are lagers until I'm proven wrong. That's actually that's the best way to win an argument with anyone. <laughs> this is true until it isn't true anymore. Um, so thanks for clarifying that, though. It's one of the things that I think when you're the year of the lager and, and then you see a Bach yeah. and then you're like, wait a minute, is this does this fall into the lager family or ale family? So generally safe uh, to drink a Bach beer and still count it to the greatest year of ever. And so uh, anyways, we're talking about a particular beer today for this challenge that was issued to Harrison and I to level up the Bach badge. And this one Harrison found, it's perfectly named. If you're watching on YouTube, the can reveals beautiful. This is called Ram Lord from New Grass Brewing out in Shelby, North Carolina. It just, it looks like a metal cover. It looks like a skinny puppy t-shirt. It's, it, the can <laughs> art is beautiful on this. It really is. It's killer. Uh, as Harrison pointed out, it's a Doppelbach. It's 8%, so it'll still get you there. Uh, overall, the beer on untapped rates 4.03. And here's a quick interjection, Harrison. We talk yep. about beer rating sometimes, 4.03. Uh, looking back at maybe the last week or so, has there been a beer that really jumped out to you that was like your best beer of the week? Oh, yeah. Best beer of the week for sure, John. So I enjoyed um, a collaboration actually this past week with Resident Culture out of North Carolina and Cellar Maker out of San Francisco. They actually had two right now on the market. So one of them is a double IPA called Party Days that I didn't have. I had a beer called Secondhand Smoke, which is a 3.5% second runnings beer made out of basically what was left over from the party days beer. So they made one beer, but got two beers out of it, which is really cool. And that's something you can do as a brewery. So second running is just you brew a big beer, like a double IPA. There's still going to be some potential or sugar in that, that mash that you can use to make another beer rematch in. In this case, I think they added some smoked malt to those second runnings and made a really clear, crisp, slightly smoky, like smashable three and a half percent lager. So I enjoyed the heck out of it. You don't see that a lot, but yeah, second running beers are really cool for a lot of nerdy reasons. And I grabbed a uh, delicious one from two really great breweries. So that was my easy shoe in for best beer of the week. What about you, John? What did you discover out there? The, for me, if, if I'm going to name the best beer of the week, it's the one that I remember, and it's called Special Reserve Malo from Modest Brewing. Uh, I was actually part of Beer Advocates Extreme Beer Fest, and I've just been holding on to it. A lager as well, although imperial, and basically a lager as if Willy Wonka made one. The uh -huh. part that sold me on this is uh, double the marshmallow. Nothing else to say after that. You've already mm. sold me. Where do I pay? How do I drink? Um, <laughs> it was weird. That's my description would be um, a shout out to my untapped Korean beer friend. Uh, there's a lot going on with that one. But all, all told, never had a beer like that before. Yeah, and wow. that's why I'll remember it probably for the whole next week, too. But anyways, thanks for taking a break to review that with me, Harrison. Yeah. Uh, we should do this more often. We should. But again, this feature is Ramlord. So I know you've got first sips. Uh, just a quick, ooh, that's a beautiful cup too. You know. Cheers, man. Cheers. 
Cheers. Um, so while Harrison's working on the first sip, just a, a little, can we call it an expose on new grass brewing? Uh, some cool facts, if you will, on new grass. If you're ever in and around Shelby, North Carolina, they brew their regular brew house is a seven barrel system. That probably doesn't mean a whole lot, but generally it's kind of a small brewery at yeah. seven barrels. And they actually have in house, they have a one barrel system that mm. they brew nice. some of their weird stuff on. So you can very likely go into new grass, get a beer that might only have just that only a couple of kegs ever produced, which is really cool. The uh, facility, the, the brew house that they're in is over a hundred years old. Uh, which is, I think, really cool in a small town like Shelby, North Carolina. They're reinvigorating the town. They're using some old kind of architecture and turning it into something new. Nice. And then my favorite story about New Grass, this is in a rural place, but it's not in the middle of nowhere. Um, and so early on, they would get a lot of people that would come in, a couple of buddies, somebody orders a Bud Light or a Coors or something, and... Newgrass kind of like, sorry, we're a kick-ass brewery. We don't have Bud Light. You don't really want to say that. So they took that feedback as an opportunity, created a beer called Shelby Y'all Stars, which is a <laughs> great name. And it's kind of become like a love letter to Shelby, North Carolina, like a crisp, crushable lager you can mow the lawn with. You can come in and drink with your friends in the middle of the day. So prompts to you, Newgrass, for taking something that could have been a problem and turning it into an awesome four-pack. Love that. Never enough loggers. So cheers to that, Newgrass. And, and they've always, I've known them, it's just like the one of the breweries that always has amazing artwork on their cans. A lot of heavy metal-inspired things, and it always looks intense. But let's talk about this beer that we're, we're not just the can, that we're drinking. So first sips for me, it's like dark multi like candied fruit but not like fruity fruit not ipa fruit like a like a fig um that's what's happening here but not like figgy it's a very crisp or very like clean rather it definitely does have that like nice bigger malt character to it where you taste it. it's not cloying but it's like sitting there and it's lingering and there's a slight bitterness right at the end which is very slight very, very. But this is like, I almost drank the whole thing in two sips. So that's that's always good. But my first sip is also my second to last sip. You know, I've <laughs> got a good beer in my hands. It's working well. <laughs> I couldn't agree more, man. First sip was delicious. Second sip, after hearing your kind of flavor notes, like I picked up on, it kind of, it Makes it reminds me of like if Gordon Ramsay made a Werther's original candy. Yes, yes. That's how I, that's how I would yes. describe this beer. Fanciest, uh, but it's it's delicious, man. It's got all the sweetness you would more sweetness, yeah. maybe more identifiable sweetness than I would get from like a pastry stout. Mm. But then the body is not there either, so I don't. I feel like this. I don't know. This is this is the the Bach lager body allows me to taste this and, and drink the whole thing very quickly. Man, yeah. there's some articulation there for you. you. Yeah. But I know what you mean, right? It's like, it doesn't, it's not going to, the big pastry stout, you know, you're drinking it and you kind of, hopefully you pace yourself or this one you could, like I have done, um, like just <laughs> kind of sip it right down because it is so smooth, but the body is not, it's not slowing down the, 
the consumption at all. So love the style of beer, you know, for really, I think probably for both of us, John, like the most identifiable Doppelbach is Troganator from Trogues. Um, that's, and that's because that kind of become the one I compare a lot of other ones to, or like Celebrator from Anger. And like, those are two that are big and well-known. Um, but yeah, this is like, it's more the, the Trogues. I think it is a little bit, sweeter uh and not as as a dry finish as i remember celebrator being which it's just that's just difference that's all it's this is this is awesome it's now i'm thinking this about be, yeah ramlord and what he would he would just two liters of it's charging across a, a battlefield or something and a party with there's definitely like an homage <laughs> to rams and yeah, box right. and bach beer yeah label art i feel like there's uh, a beautiful, I mean, it's, we haven't really drawn attention to it, but if you're listening to this, when it comes out, it's St. Patrick's day, or maybe <laughs> it's retaken by the Ram Lord charging into a field, double fisting some beer mugs and right. creating a new celebration I mean, where I you think, get to drink these amazing Bach beers with like, with cornbread or yeah. some sort of, I'm hungry. Right. This would pair say, with everything. This will grow great with right corn beef or a cheese steak or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I agree. I think there's an opportunity here to kind of let uh, Ramlord grab some more spotlight. I mean, we are right now, if you're listening to this, the day it uh, releases on YouTube or even on, uh, which is Tuesdays or on Wednesday, we're like three or four days away from National Bach Beer Day. I could see like a Ramlord Day of Days, a Ramlord Week happening in the future where we buddy up with Newgrass and we're bringing other breweries into town and everyone's bringing their favorite box and we're just in a field watching goat races, drinking box. Maybe there's like a, a sword fight challenge that you can enter to win and only one man yeah, that's we'll figure that okay, out with okay. legal. But there's like some marketing difficulties right, there's, there. Right, but. There's, I, I've been to a medieval <laughs> times. I know this is possible. I've been to a couple <laughs> Renaissance fairs. I know there's a there is a network out there that could could make this happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I see I see it as as an opportunity. The only kind of downside to National Bach Beer Day being in March is that like all the my box that I love they're not even out yet. So. Maybe we can talk to them, but I see an opportunity here for yeah, Ramlord to to be a household name and to, to again, why just be the year of the logger? Let's let logger and Ramlord be our new something. This is working. This is <laughs> Ramlord's in me. He's he's persuading me. What to, happens when to you push drink his, twelve right? ounces of eight percent back in in six minutes? Uh, um, well, we've created a holiday, perhaps a lethal contest of sport. Um, mm. So that's fine. We're the best right kind. on par with where we usually are in, a, right. in, a, in an episode. Exactly. And if football is any indication, you want to like, it's just gotten more and more protective over the years. You want to be early, the early days of Ramlord Day when it's just men in a field with forks and knives before Real the helmets sword. and right, exactly, and the padding. That'll come later. It's again legal, but um, in the beginning, <laughs> last nope, year's champion right. isn't here this year, uh. <laughs> right? So, there's that's an inev- inevitability, but until then, bring your own sword and uh, we'll see you on the field. <laughs> That'd be amazing, uh, like a Renaissance Day kind of 
fair with a beer festival. I'm sure that's happening somewhere or has happened, but uh, why not more? That's what I say. I'm ready for as many festivals as I can can get my, my yeah. I think I just miss people and drinking right exactly outside <laughs> right. and all those good and things sword I took fighting, for granted right. Yeah, well, yeah, things from back in the day, misremembering. Um, okay, cool. But this is great. They killed it. Um, I'm excited to be drinking it. So what about this badge? So it's relatively simple. It's not yeah. a hard badge to earn. Maybe hard to find box all the time. Depends on, I'm yeah. sure if you live in, like in Germany, it might be a little bit easier. Sure. But I know we had a hard time of it. Harrison, yeah. you got any details about about yeah. this badge or how'd you do on sure. the challenge? Yeah, so it was a quick refresher. So this was kind of challenged to us by Travis. And he saw that John and I were both the same level on the Albi Bach beer. And about a month or so ago, we were we announced on the show, all right, we're going to give us each other four weeks and see how many box we can check in. And if, you know, responsibly and, and where are we going to come out on the other end of it? So to John's point... It was a little difficult to find a lot of box. I asked like every bottle shop I went into, looking in the grocery store. I was lucky to find one. So I got one in. Today will be number two. But uh, like I said, May, my box. Next year will be different. Rams Lord, it'll be everywhere. We'll have box rain from the skies. But this year, Ooh. We, did, we did okay. How did you fare, John, in our first inaugural badge challenge for season four? Huge shout out to Travis for <laughs> doing the work, looking at like Harrison's badge level and my badge yeah, level and saying so the cool. Bach would be a great one to compete with. Maybe I was a little bit rushed in saying, let's try and end the competition before National Bach Beer Day because you're looking at Brilliant. it, man. This is it. This is the first <laughs> Bach beer that I've been able to procure since the gauntlet was thrown down. And I only have it because Harrison was kind enough to bring me one before we recorded this episode. Oh, you know. So I think if this were a Ramlord sword fight, I would already be, what right. is it, worm food? You'd be, right, one leg down, one arm down, and I'd, right, I'd have the higher ground and be prepared to take the field, as they say. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, all right, fine. And again, it's the inaugural one, all that stuff. Um, and I really, I mean, I, I was able to find Dead Guy from Rogue, which in my check-in... Uh. Right. It's a classic. It's one, you know, again, it's one of those beers that maybe people forget about. However, if you're a Bach fan, you don't. That is easily, when you look at Untapped and the number of check-ins uh, that um, are attributed to unlocking this beer, level one, rather, of this badge, um, Dead Guy from Rogue is number one, about 12,000 of those check-ins. So, Again, not surprising. And I think I said in that check-in, like, what, a, what an awesome boss move to have a Maybach be like your flagship beer and you brew it all year as as Rogue does. And they've always done things their own way. So I grabbed a six-pack of that and enjoyed it to to make at least some kind of mark on this uh, on this challenge. And now Ram Lord is going to keep moving along. But this was so cool. Other Some of the other beers that led to all these unlocks, so you have Shinerbach, which is... Pretty readily available yeah. in the top 10. Celebrator mentioned um, doing really well in there too. And then Trogues, Trogues, Troganator um, made it into the top uh, six or seven or so of the most uh, checked in beers that 
of those check-ins unlock this badge. Anyway, um, so yeah, 458,000 so far. So keep it going. Next year we'll double that at Ramlord Fest Day Week um, alone. That's a lofty goal, but we can do it. Yeah, it's not hard to put a beer festival together. You really, the hardest part is finding a field and summoning the Ram Lord. Exactly. <laughs> that is, the, that's the hardest part. I think when the fifth man falls on the on the battlefield, Ram Lord just shows up. That's the, his sacrifice. Much like leveling up this badge takes five beers, summoning <laughs> Ram Lord well takes <laughs> five men to fall, fall under the sword of the brave. Doesn't matter. Um, Speaking of competitions and contests, John, holy guacamole, hold on to your overalls. It's coming back. We're about to get wild. I'm excited. We're about to I'm get so crazy. Excited. We're about to get mad because it's Brewery Madness. Brewery Madness <sighs> returns. <laughs> so you can. Was, was that a crowd behind was, you? That was uh, air leaving a tire <sighs> on the side of the road. It was a. <laughs> right. It was just me having a bad day. Um, maybe it was a crowd. I don't remember what they sound like. Um, but uh, Brewery Madness, guys. So enough hemming and hawing. Brewery Madness is back. So this, if you don't know, this is something that we used to do, I mean, for a couple of years in a row uh, on Untapped, where we pit this year 64 of the most checked-in breweries of 2021 so far against each other in a head-to-head -head battle of beers Bracketology on tap style. So if you're fans of March Madness and the NCAA tournament for basketball, you immediately get this kind of uh, what we're doing here. If you're not, uh, March in the States is commonly referred to. There's a tournament of all the college basketball teams called March Madness. They all play together. The winner is the, you know, the winner. They win the whole Everybody becomes thing. a college basketball right, exactly. expert, expert in March, like, overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gonzaga. Yeah. You know, huge I know all about those the guys. Three point line. Right. <laughs> Glad they added it recently. <laughs> right. So this bracket's so much better. You can just drink beer and score points at will. Exactly. And it's going to be so much fun. I really do. I look forward to it every year we do it. It's just fun. It's another way to, right, kind of use this amazing untapped community we're all a part of and and do things that only untapped can do. Like, you know, now you check in a beer and it helps that brewery maybe make it to the next round. So that's how this is going to work. So you're going to be using untapped to check in as many beers from your favorite participating breweries as possible during any given round. Uh, the brewery in each matchup with the most check-ins will move forward. And at the end of the tournament, the winning brewery will receive a special sponsored badge package courtesy of untapped more badges they're coming um and then as a disclaimer or a note remember that check-ins for each round only count when the round is active and so we announced this the other day so you can follow the links on untapped social media to look at this bracket and to learn more about the matchups there are a lot in round one that kind of that have me excited but i've already kind of forecasted down a couple rounds to see where we might be um, or what could happen. But John, any kind of like early picks, early thoughts as oh, you take a look at this, uh, definitely. this bracket? What do you got? I run my untapped bracket just like I run my college basketball bracket. Yes. Um, in, in fact, probably no, not. Anyways, I generally pick from the heart. Smart. So um, one of the breweries that I would love to see win, this is my Cinderella pick, would be Omnipolo mm. out of Sweden. 
They've got tap room in Tokyo. If you're listening in Japan, check in to Omnipolo. The world needs these check-ins so that Omnipolo can continue on to the championship. It might be tough for them to win because they're up against some breweries in here with some decent distribution. Yeah. So heartstrings, Omnipolo. But if I'm a betting man, I'm putting my money on Dogfish Head. Uh, they're 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 my they're my pick to win it all. Can I say well, that? Sure. Yeah, I'm probably going to be wrong. You got a one in sixty four chance of getting it right. right. Exactly. I think Dogfish Head might have a good leg up on some of the competition because I like their beer. Yeah. So I'm going to check in a few Dogfishes. To anyways, what about you, Harrison? Yeah, you got a, a a secret pick to win, and I'm going to say on your picks, those are good picks. I mean, so Omnipolo kind of has a tough draw. They got to get through Ballast Point first. If they do that, they got to beat probably Trillium or New Belgium at that point. Those are who's either, Trillium? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, so but again, it, it it can be done. It's all up to us. All up to the all the, all us untapped users out there and Dogfish Head has the number seven seed um and you know i mean that's a good pick i mean they're gonna have to probably eventually meet brew dog maybe other half in the uh round of what would that be 16 or if my guesses are correct although you never know till you get there but that's those are good i mean i think both are, are you know valid and fun things to watch anything can happen it's madness brewery madness um, for me, though, I went a similar route, so I kind of, you know, going with my, I don't know if it's a heartstrings pick, more of like a like an underdog pick. The Cinderella story, as they call it, could be this year uh, due to perhaps some serendipity toppling Goliath. So right out of the gate, Ooh, good pick. right, if you're, but at home, maybe going, you're crazy, Harrison, toppling Goliath has Guinness. In the first round, as we all know, Guinness is the most checked-in beer on Untapped. And indeed, if you listen to this, the day it came out, St. Patrick's Day is happening, which is obviously a huge day for Guinness. My kind of working theory, though, and I'm sure I'm going to get buried on this, is that perhaps people are going to be punching that Guinness ticket tonight. And then when the actual round opens tomorrow, it'll just leave it wide open for Tom and Goliath to sweep in there. They've also expanded distribution. We're Ooh. seeing King Sue pop up all over the place. So maybe usually in years past the, this brewery madness land, like say Patterson is in the middle of it and Guinness just like gets a huge, huge benefit from that this year with it starting is, right afterwards. I mean, again, it's, it's, there's something here, I think, although who knows. This is the level of strategy <laughs> that I expect from Colby when he's I on know. the show and we're actually talking about sports. I know. That's great. I know. And hopefully we'll do a special show with him just about this. And really you can hear me make up all sorts of other things. So that's kind of what I'm, my Cinderella pick, Tobling Goliath. They have, if they can get out of round one, then it's, it's anyone's game and, and they could go pretty far. Definitely, definitely surprise a lot of people. But if I'm a, a betting man and a businessman, I'm actually going to jump on Sierra Nevada. Um, they are, I believe, the they're very high. They're like two or three, I think. They're like number two or three, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're all the way up there. They're number three right now going off against Spotsville, which was Bruce Shiner Bach, oddly enough, in round one. And I kind of picked it for perhaps one of the, the similar reasons you picked Dogfish Head and that Sierra Nevada has a lot of, well, they have a lot of new beers that just came out. Just ran a badge and untapped for their big little thing, their new, new double IPA. Yep, um, yep. 
Big hate, yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. And they have, yeah, Cecil's coming out just like Dogfish Head. I mean, sequential. This it's a year round now, but that's a beer you drink this time of year a lot. I feel it gets a little bit warmer out. They always have a good spring seasonal. Dogfish Head does. So perhaps that push of a new beer in the market helps these guys go further than than most. But uh, I mean, we'll see. Again, it's always full of surprises. It's it's madness after all. But I'm excited. I, I mean, I really can't wait. I'm, I'm glad it's back. And if you guys have picks, Cinderella picks, people you breweries you're rooting for, let us know. Um, drop it in the comments. Add us on social media, whatever you want to do. Um, and, uh, again, don't forget to check in those beers. Be mindful of when the rounds begin and end so you're making it count. Um, and, yeah, we'll just keep following along with this and check in and hopefully do some more fun stuff with Colby as it gets closer to the uh, – the final four there to see see who comes out on top. Which is really all of us because we get a badge out of it. So yeah, seriously. Even even if I'm drinking from the losing team, I'm still right. winning. We're still having a most beer. Most of the most of That's, the competition is, is just in the bottom of your glass. Exactly. All right, John. So what do we have this week for our verified venue highlight? Where are we going next? What's happening? It's amazing. Yeah, we're going, I guess, kind of, sort of close to where I'm from, probably closer to where our good friend Paul Shim drinks most of his beer. Yes. We're going to Ithaca Coffee Company, yeah. their verified venue on Untapped. And if you're like me, you hear Coffee Company and think, what kind of joke is this? Because, <laughs> um, so, you know, coffee. They're both brewed, but indeed, I found this venue on untapped because when travis said bach beer challenge i immediately thought troganator double bach that's the one i want to drink and i looked for it on untapped and i expanded my radius and eventually i just started looking all over and i found it on tap at this place called ithaca coffee company cool and so then i started investigating them because why you know like starbucks doesn't have double box on tap to my knowledge it, though they should. Um, so primarily, it's a coffee roastery, a coffery, a coffee place, a coffee shop. <laughs> coffery. They yeah. brew coffee, which effectively could be like morning beer if you don't drink breakfast stouts for the morning. They make breakfast sandwiches. They make scones, mm. fair trade coffee beans, your whole morning routine. Like you could stop here and just level up your morning. And then they have a bottle shop, they have a growler station, Ooh. they have an online store. You can do ordering from them right online. And it just kind of like opens up this whole world where like probably not all of you live in Ithaca. <laughs> not many people live in Ithaca at all. The whole town <laughs> is one really steep hill that everyone's dad makes them learn how to drive a standard on. Right. Um, so the town can be scary for manual car drivers. But outside of that, there's this beautiful world where you like you go and you're drinking coffee in the morning and you're eating a scone and you're on their Wi-Fi and you're sending your emails for the day or whatever. And then you start drinking beer, maybe it noon or five after lunch right and now all of a sudden you're still using their wi-fi you're streaming wrestlemania and you're having a great day and you've spent the whole day at this coffee place it's like a, a grown-up theme park and i feel like the idea is kind of catching on harrison have you experienced any of these like cool coffee shops that'll also pour you a pint as well 
Yes, they're the best. It's right. You can literally stay there all day and start with coffee and scones and end with uh, beer and scones or maybe get some protein <laughs> in there somewhere, for goodness sake. But um, I kind of call it loosely like the cafe model. I mean, you see this a lot when we, we're talking with, with businesses in Europe where it's, you know, you sit outside somewhere or inside, doesn't matter, um, and have a espresso or maybe some wine or some tea and a beer. Again, it kind of can offer you whatever you're 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 looking for, and it's it's here and doing really well across the the states now too. We have a couple in town. Bespoke in downtown Wilmington is great, where they have a full bar, and I would go there before heading to the office a lot of days and grab some coffee, and then you could jump over yep. over there after work and. Grab a couple pints, too, if you wanted. When I lived in Philadelphia, I lived right next to La Colombe, which is uh, a coffee, their headquarters. So they roast coffee that's, like, available all over the world. Um, but you go there and get some coffee. They also had a distillery in the back and a full bar. So you could drink beer there or have some of their, like, rum barrel-aged coffee. I mean, they had all kinds of crazy stuff. Holy that cow. was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And then another spot in town here, uh, the Sideboard Cafe, a little bit little bit different so they're really known for like pre-covid hosting like large D tournaments you go there also though and have like dinner and like a pint or some coffee and play board games all night or right as yes yeah, as john's holding up there like it's a lot of opportunity to to enjoy yourselves with some beer some coffee kind of you know whatever you like and this i mean it makes sense historically like the coffee bar or coffee shop or the tea house was really like just as much the center of town or the community you were in as the local bar or the local brewery. So seeing these concepts like under the same roof as we are now, and again, it seems to be a growing trend. Uh, it, it makes it makes sense. Certainly, it makes my slam poetry better when I'm at the coffee house and I can have a couple pints of beer and not a couple shots of espresso, and then I forget what I'm saying because I'm vibrating and. Nobody I want wins a there. whole podcast of Harrison yes, Slam poetry. Slam poetry. It's a lot of um, what do they call it? Scatting, where you just it's just a lot of noise, and I pretend to be a trumpet, and then I fall down, and people clap. Uh, if you're too, if you're performance it's, art, it's avant garde slam poetry. There's no words. It's just emotions conveyed through noises. It's it'll catch on in about uh, not important. All right, so. Served with an oat cuisine eggs benedict, <laughs> which is just a that's frozen weird. English muffin. <laughs> I, right, I throw it in your face, and that's how I end each set. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> Ramlord's kicking my butt, man. Um, let's call it a night. What's coming up next? That's right, yeah. So we had a heck of a day today. Talked about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Talked about Ramlord a ton. Um, thank goodness for that. Brewery Madness is back. Slam Poetry, I plugged that. Um, this has been a heck of an episode. And as a reminder, you know, John and I are on Insta- Instagram or on Twitter. You can follow us um, at Harry Beer Beard at Drinking with John, podcast on top.com, YouTube. You guys know. Um, but uh, yeah, this is a lot of fun. So, John, what's uh, what's happening next week? Where are we going? What's ha- what's what's coming down the pipe? Next week's a big deal, man. Next week is, so occasionally we'll ask people in the Facebook group, what badge should we feature on the show? And next week is the second place winner. Ooh. It's um, it's something we're going to feature. And it's it, I think it's going to work. It's We live in a time right now where travel 
is potentially fatal, if not toxic or looked down on. So we're going to kind of take next week and we're going to reveal the secrets behind the beer kind of sewer badge, which is actually harder to level up than it is to spell. And we'll see if you can find a beer from a country that you've never drank. Yeah. Bring it with us next Wednesday or Tuesday if you follow us on YouTube. And make sure to tune in and learn more. You'll know about it right away if you subscribe to us on YouTube. But that's all I've got, Harrison. Yeah, perfect. That's perfect for me. Until next week, guys. Cheers! Cheers! Cheers!